Hi, y'all. It's time for Little Monday Moxie. This is a podcast spotlighting female entrepreneurs, sharing their secrets to success, their stories of resilience, and celebrating their power and overall awesomeness. I'm your host, Dr. Megan Allen, the founder of The Community Classroom, a tutoring center in Western Massachusetts. I've also pitched, developed, and directed two master's programs at Mount Holyoke College. I'm a mama, a stepmama, and I'm an edgy geek who loves celebrating women who empower other women. Welcome to Monday Moxie. Rosalie and Missy, thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you so much for having us. Hi, yeah, thank you. <laughs> so I'm so excited to talk to you both today. You opened on the 8th. It is now, when we're recording this, the tw- 21st. So you are like new, new, uh, and everybody's so excited to have you in the community. So tell us a little bit about your business at Wild Chestnut Cafe and how it started. So Wild Chestnut Cafe is a creation that Missy and I um, had in our brains um, a couple months ago. And we always wanted to open a cafe and we were presented this amazing opportunity last year that we just couldn't pass by and it was really scary and it was really unknown, but we just decided to jump in and it's been a wild ride so far, but it's also been really incredible because every day we get to come in and do pretty much exactly what we want to do. <laughs> Missy worked at Evolution, which was the cafe prior. So we had a little bit of knowledge of what to expect, but as new business owners, it's been pretty exciting for both of us to learn the ins and outs of running a business which we've both never done before. (laughs) (laughs) There's a steep learning curve, right? (laughs) It's like exciting and scary all at the same time, all wrapped into one. Uh, So tell us a little bit about your business right now. What's your offering as a cafe uh, and what we can expect when we come to the Wild Chestnut Cafe? Yeah, so we are 100% vegan. We are a cafe that offers lots of hot drinks like coffee and hot chocolate. We have chai lattes and mocha lattes. We have lots of baked goods from cookies and cupcakes to muffins. We are looking to expand to do more food in the future. Um, But as of right now, all we have is some soup and salad and homemade bread to offer people. And I am so hungry just hearing about all of that. So what does your pandemic opening look like? Can people come in and dine? Is that coming soon in the future? What does open look like? Yeah, so we actually decided to start with just to go in curbside just because of sort of the climate of everything right now. Um, but our hours are nine to two Wednesday through Sunday. And we are hoping to be able to open for people to come in and do dine-in hopefully very soon. We would really very much like to even do events in the future if possible. What was it like to open a business in a pandemic? Um, It's been a very exciting, but very uh, unique process for sure. In the pandemic, we found that there are lots of people that really want to help us succeed, which has been really beautiful. Um, But we've also run into a couple little speed bumps in terms of getting supplies and other kind of logistical things that we didn't expect. So overall, it's been really cool to see the amount of people that have offered to help and 
share their knowledge of this industry, which has been really cool. I feel like too, having opened my business during a pandemic also, but like years ago, like, are we two really almost two years into a pandemic? But I feel like <laughs> any mistakes that I made too, I could be like, oh, it's because of the pandemic. Like it gives you like a good kind right. of, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> oh yeah, it's during a pandemic. Yeah. <laughs> Who were Rosalie and Missy before you opened the cafe? Did you all have like a regular J-O-B, like a nine to five? I actually, after being let go from the previous cafe, I decided to stay home with my son who was doing at-home learning. And I just did a ton of hiking and sort of made up with time with my mom and my family and just kind of was really living it up with my time at home. So now I've ready to kind of go full force back into the work. <laughs> Me, I had been working at another local restaurant in Hadley called Pulse Cafe, and I was there managing the juice bar, and we were hit by COVID right when I got hired. <laughs> so I got to experience the highs and lows of watching a business that was not mine go through the, the beginning, middle, and, you know, closer to the last part of last year in a kind of weird climate of closing and then opening and then closing back again. So it, it was, it's been an interesting process going from employee to employer. What has been, what has that been like for you both? It's taken a lot of self-awareness and diving in deep to remember why we're doing this and our overall goal and purpose of our business. Because for us, it is a cafe, but it also means the freedom in what we spend our time doing while doing something that we love. (laughs) It makes all the sense in the world. Uh, There's something... You know, there's something about working for yourself and having your own why versus supporting someone else's why, yes. like your own motivation, your own kind of pressure, because you have to bring home the money to pay the mortgage. It just feel, it feels different. Um, it's very scary, but also very freeing. So I totally understand what you're saying, Rosalie. Missy and Rosalie, what is your why? What is the why behind the chestnut? For the animals, really. I mean, yeah. yes, we have a love of food. We love serving people, but... It's for the animals. We met doing vegan activism because we are so we're just really passionate. Yeah, (laughs) Um, that's it. It's all the animals. (laughs) It's the animals, and it's just this idea that we strive to create good in the world and compassion for all, which includes humans, of course. So making sure that we are doing something that aligns with our ethics as individual people. So we really want to bring that into our business. So it's like a a compassionate vegan activism business that also serves food. Yes. (laughs) I love it. We want it to be a cafe where anyone can come in and feel welcome and safe. And like they can ask the questions like, why don't you have dairy? Why don't you have the meat? Why don't you have the cheese? But we want to do it in a way that we can support the animals while being kind to our fellow human beings. Because if we do want to go into a really eco-friendly world for everyone, it's going to start with kindness. It's not going to start with 
negativity and shaming or guilt tripping anyone. So we want it to be a space where people can really feel comfortable, which starts with compassion, which is our <laughs> our fundamental value, I guess you could call it. I, I love that. Where did the name Wild Chestnut Cafe come from? And and before you answer, I have a guess. Yes, do it. So you're on Chestnut Street. Yes. Yep. Is that part of it? Yes. <laughs> All right. So tell me about the name. Well, yes, we're on Chestnut Street, but we do also love the whole history of the chestnut tree and just the whole. If you look into that, it's super interesting. What is the history of the chestnut tree? You've, you've got to tell now, Missy. It used to be one of the most popular trees in all of New England, or even bigger than that. But this blight that came through kind of took them all out, and they're now starting to come back. So we're trying to bring them back anyways. Um, but they used to feed so many animals and people, and it's, it's just a really incredible tree. So we're lucky to be on the street to be able to use that name. But the wild part is just because we're too wild women. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so, okay, peel back the layers. Or let's... Oh, there's my daughter, Cora. Hi, Cora. Hi. Hi. <laughs> I was going to say peel back the layers, but I feel like the more appropriate thing to say would be let's crack that nut open <laughs> so okay wild women tell us more <laughs> what, what, what do you mean by that <laughs> well it, it can be interpreted many different ways I think for us I think it simply means that we have stepped out of the box of what I think society has told us to do which is to go work nine to fives make money buy things and try our best to be happy. But because just like the tree is wild, <laughs> we want to do and follow our own path, grow our own roots and not conform to the little box that I think we've been told our whole lives. And it's hard to do, of course, um, especially as women in a male-dominated business, but it means that we can do what we are passionate about, which I think is really beautiful. That was so beautifully said, Rosalie, and I can connect to that in so many different ways. I had a conversation with another business owner yesterday about kind of who we saw as our examples growing up. My mom was a teacher. My dad was an attorney. And we were like, like I was raised in a way where I don't think I even knew owning a business was a possibility. And this business owner, she had an opposite experience where everybody in her family was like, they were all entrepreneurs and ventures. So she always considered it a possibility. What about you two? Did you know eventually at some point in your life, you would own your own businesses? I mean, I've been in the restaurant industry for almost 25 years, but never on this side. And I've always wanted to, but I mean, being a waitress and being a cook is you don't actually think that that's something that's attainable. So to finally just decide to go for it was, it felt pretty crazy, to be honest. <laughs> um, my mom, she owns her own private practice. She's a psychologist. Um, but I never imagined that it's something that I could do. So I think I had to really dig deep to find the confidence and the empowerment to even 
recognize that this is a possibility in my life. Um, I think it was helpful to see other people doing it, though, like other vegan women popping up with their own vegan cafes and restaurants and clothing lines and brands. And I think that's been really helpful to like see other people doing that. So I think that's something that we could probably do to give back is, you know, a little girl comes and walks in and is vegan and she sees the two of us doing it. And she's like, oh, maybe I can do that one day. So um, even though maybe we didn't think we could do it, hopefully we're inspiring that next generation that is really going to help us change the world, do what we are doing and just continue that. Inspire, empower, repeat. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and I think there's something really neat too about where we live in the world and for our listeners, um, it's Western Massachusetts, Pioneer Valley, town called Northampton, and then our businesses are in this smaller part of the town called Florence, but there's so many female owned businesses in Florence. Uh, and I do think it's important that we support each other, lift up each other and think about inspiring, uh, like Cora, my two-year-old who just walked in here, like, you know, for her to see examples of amazing women doing amazing things and following their dreams and, and making it happen, I think can only do great things for the next generation. Yeah, absolutely. What was it like for you all to decide to open a business? Was it an easy choice? I had been sitting on it for quite a while just because being out of work, I didn't know what to do. And I wasn't really willing to just go back to work anywhere. So the idea of building basically my dream job, when that opportunity arised and I was able to ask Rosalie and she was like 100% on board, like, yes, this is going to happen, like, yeah, it for was, me, it was a quick decision. Yeah, it, it took me months to finally like crunch numbers and be like, is this really a good idea? Am I crazy? But to see her just all in like, <clears throat> no, you're not crazy. Let's do this. Like, we can do this. We're going to be great. Like, it was, it was such a great feeling to know that I had a partner that was all in with me. Yeah, for me, it was just about timing. I had just left my job for other reasons. Um, and I think it was the week after I left yeah. my job, <laughs> Missy came to me with this idea and it just felt so right. And I don't know how else to describe it, but like fate, it just felt very fateful and very intentional. And I, there was no hesitation from me just because Missy and I had been friends before I trusted her and I knew that it's okay that we didn't know what we were doing cause we'll figure it out. <laughs> so for me, it was pretty quick, but, uh, I think the two of us as a partnership, that was something that we really cultivated and took a lot of time to build so that um, we could be really strong together and not feel like the weight of the world is on just one of us or something. So yeah, it's very scary, but it felt really good to jump like that. <laughs> so what strengths, first of all, I love the way that you all kind of work together and the relationship and the the co-ownership. I can feel like the good juju coming through the screen as I'm talking to you. <laughs> what strengths do you each bring to your work as female business owners? Well, we're very opposite yeah. in many ways, which could be a weakness in, in many scenarios. But for us, it's actually a strength because there are definitely things that I really enjoy doing <laughs> that Missy doesn't so much like to do. And there are things that she loves to do that 
um, I prefer not to do. So we balance each other out very well. That idea of like yin and yang is, is very strong in our partnership. And we both have had a lot of experiences in the specifically the restaurant industry as women in the restaurant industry. So I think we've come to together on, you know, our power as women, which can be very scary in an industry that is not full of women yet. So I love that you put the word yet on that. Yes. <laughs> We're moving what, in that direction for sure though. Totally. What have you all found really challenging as female business owners? Really in the beginning, it was just very overwhelming when we first took over the space because there was so much to happen sort of all at once and not knowing where to start. And I'm really, I, I like the lists. I like to know what we have to do and <laughs> to have different projects started in five different places, but still be able to pick up and, okay, well, no, we have this meeting here. And so just the overwhelming part at the beginning was yeah. was a bit tough, but just being able to kind of step back and look and be like, no, why we're doing it. Right. And be like, no, this is, it's totally worth it. We're in it together. If we just sit down one thing at a time, we will get it done. Yeah. And cro we like to cross things off of lists. Definitely. That's our favorite. <laughs> so confession, sometimes I'll write something that I've already done at the top of the list, just so I can cross it off <laughs> the momentum. Oh yeah. <laughs> How has the reception been with your opening in the community? Oh my goodness. It's been overwhelming. It's, we've been so humbled by the amount of people that have come and supported us. On our very first day of opening, we had the mayor, the newly elected mayor, come and she did a little ribbon cutting ceremony and Missy and I both held both sides of the ribbon. <laughs> and it was like a tiny, tiny piece of ribbon. But of course it was green and we gave her green scissors from, you know, CVS. <laughs> and, uh, we had a couple people that actually formed a little line outside and she said something really beautiful about welcoming us to the community. And we did not expect to have that many people show up right when we opened at nine, but, or I think it was 10 that day, but yeah, we sold out of the cinnamon buns within the first hour and we sold out of pretty much everything yeah. um, the end of that day. And I just remember as soon as we closed our doors, we both just like had a moment of like astonishment and we were kind of speechless and we went and we ate our favorite meal, which is roasted potatoes. Um, <laughs> and we just tried to enjoy it the best we could, but we were so overwhelmed with just gratitude. gratitude. Yeah, we were just so happy and we didn't really know what to expect, to be honest. So it, we were, you know, blown away by the amount of support. That was a really good day. <laughs> what a beautiful memory. Yes, for sure. What's your top selling item? When we have them, the cinnamon buns, um, but that's only on the weekends. I would say probably the cupcakes now yeah. at this point. Oh, talk to me about the cupcakes. <laughs> <laughs> we usually always have chocolate as the flavor. The other one usually gets switched up. The first week was pumpkin. This week has been a yellow cake. And then the frostings are all different kinds. We've had mint and chocolate, vanilla. We just made a fresh strawberry one. I've had a oh. lemon-filled cupcake. Yes, really please. Awesome. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes to all of it. <laughs> what advice would you give to other women who are thinking about taking the leap and starting their own business? Do it. 
Yeah. Do it. If there's do something it. you can't do, ask. There's so much help out there to just help you with the things that you don't know. Reach out because somebody's going to be out there willing to help you. Yeah. And I feel like this is not the ideal time for businesses because of the pandemic, but I think it's the ideal time to take risks and make those scary decisions and do the things that you really want to do in life because I feel like this pandemic has been really, really tough, but it's also reminded us of the really beautiful parts of life and we only get to live one life. So it's like, why not do it the best you can and be the best human you can? So I'd say go for it, but also know that you're not in it alone, even though it might feel like it. Where did you all find support? Family and friends, really. Um, We had a lot of different friends that would come in during the beginning part to sort of help us with painting and just random little tasks that needed to be done. Some of them quite tedious, but we'd call somebody at some random hour and they'd be (laughs) over to come help us out. Or like, even as far as filling out some paperwork stuff, we had some help through the SBA. There was a woman there who helped us out a lot. I found a lot of support too, just with Missy. Like our friendship has really been something that I've come back to many times. Today, I was actually just reminiscing about, um, we really like, before we had the space, we would have our meetings at waterfalls in <laughs> different locations around the area. I love just it. We wanted like scenery and we wanted to like, you know, plan and get stuff done. And it was, it was a little hard just because we didn't have like a table. We were sitting on like rocks <laughs> in the middle of the woods. But um, I found that uh, the friendship aspect of this, I think, is a really powerful tool that I've come back on a couple times to find support, but also just to find comfort in the fact that like, yeah, we're business partners and we're co-owners and all the legal jargon, but we're also friends that are doing what we want to do and figuring it out as we go. So I think that's been really, really helpful, which is a little sappy, but Um, that was <laughs> it was so beautiful and I wish you could have seen Missy's face when you said that it was just <laughs> oh I'm gonna be texting my best my bestie as soon as we're done so thanks for that <laughs> that little reminder so two two more questions are there any other female-owned businesses that you'd like to give a shout out to Yeah, I mean, right across the way from us is the Workroom Design Studio, and that is owned by Sally and Hannah. Yes. And two amazing, amazing women. Fantastic, super talented women. Yeah. Who have also been very welcoming to the area. Their space is also beautiful. It's gorgeous. They have this huge red lamp right in the middle, (laughs) and it's such a statement piece. Um, They are quite incredible. They brought us flowers on our opening day. They're legit. 20 feet away from us. <laughs> we all share a parking lot um, and they've been really supportive and they do amazing work over there. Awesome. And I've definitely peeked in the windows of their space <laughs> as someone who loves design. Uh, so last question, where can people go to find you on social media? Um, you can find us at Wild Chestnut Cafe um, and our website is Wild Chestnut Cafe. Uh, and our Instagram is Wild Chestnut Cafe. 
way to keep it consistent. How did you manage to do that? Nobody can ever get the name, the first name that they want. That was um, a part of us trying to figure out a name, actually. That was a maybe week or two long process of just coming up with random words to see what was available. <laughs> but we wanted it to be meaningful, of course. So it just, it worked out the way it worked out. And we're really happy with it. So people can find us at wildchestnutcafe.com. Um, and also at wildchestnutcafe on Instagram, Facebook. Twitter is the only one that's different, which is the wild chestnut. Awesome. Well, Rosalie and Missy, it was a pleasure talking to you both. Such good energy, such good ideas, and welcome to the community. We're so excited to have you. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much much for having us. (laughs) All right. And I'll be sure to put the, I was going to say Twitter handle. I'm going to put all your social media, all the socials. (laughs) This is like the the end of the day, Friday. All the social stuff is going to be in the program notes so listeners can find it. Thank you for being with us and have a great day. Thank you so much. You too.